Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me again for this first series in my podcast, Healing Through the Hero's Journey. For more information about me and the courses that I teach, please visit my website, healingthroughtheheroesjourney.com. These podcasts are meant to provide a practical and mindful approach to dealing with the everyday events that occur in our lives. So instead of focusing on larger worldwide events, I'm going to cover some topics where I have experience and can share information that could be helpful for some people out there who might be going through the same thing. In this first series called Caring for a Parent with Dementia, I cover my journey of taking care of my mom, who developed dementia in 2018 and then went through about a year of denial. And I can't speak for someone who's going through this illness about how scary it may feel to lose your memory and ability to think rationally. However, I have some thoughts about how to make an easier transition to this phase of life, both for the parent with dementia and you, the caregiver. A year after my mom was diagnosed with pre-dementia, the disease progressed into its early phase. And there are certain symptoms to be aware of as time passes. Oftentimes, your mom and or dad won't be able to notice these symptoms or may be in denial. So it's important to be alert to changes in their behavior or personality. So for example, my mom, she was a great cook and she would love to feed my sister and me the tastiest foods while we were growing up. She never resorted to reheating anything frozen and we rarely ate fast food. Even up until her diagnosis, she had no problem preparing a full dinner for six people. But after a year of being diagnosed with dementia, I noticed that she would forget to add certain ingredients. She would stare at raw vegetables in her hand and forget what she had to do with them. At one point, she wanted to steam corn and ended up burning the casserole pot she was using. Again, like the situation with the driver's license and preventing our mom from driving, my sister and I had to stop our mom from cooking. And she got so angry. She started making up stories that my sister and I were deceiving her and that her doctor was a big fat liar and we were all making up lies just to stop her. Of course, none of it made sense. And though I would walk away and try to forget her anger and her ridiculous accusations, I would still be somewhat resentful. The most difficult part of this stage of dementia is that your mom and her dad might not be able to take care of themselves but they will still insist on their independence. They might even know deep down that they need help and cannot do everything themselves, but they will not admit to it, especially to you. And I remember at this time, I was so frustrated that I was just randomly searching for answers on the internet and came upon an online forum. And actually that online forum was really helpful. It explained that there's a fine balance that needs to be made between the parent and child. And you have to allow your mom or dad to still keep a part of their dignity, but also make sure that they don't hurt themselves. Of course, mom and or dad don't want their kid hovering around all the time, nor is it possible or healthy for you as their caregiver to do that. So at this time, I decided to try to get my mom involved in as many community activities as possible, where she could be away from me and my sister, but also be around people who would make sure she wouldn't hurt herself. So we looked into church groups, meetings with other seniors, holiday activities, 
Tai Chi and so on. What I didn't know then, and possibly wouldn't have been able to fathom unless I experienced it directly, was the rudeness and insensitivity of our modern culture to those who are cognitively impaired. So, the Tai Chi class that my mom was in is a great example. In the Tai Chi class, where it was labeled a class for those over 65, she was shouted at by the others for not being able to catch up properly. By the third class, I took her out because I was tired of listening to the instructor complain that my mom just really couldn't follow along. My mom, who had always been social, had already made a couple of friends and couldn't understand why she had to leave. When I explained that she shouldn't be in a place where people treated her so disrespectfully, her reply was that the way the people acted in the class was natural. Of course, they would be annoyed and be mean to her since she was confused, but so would everywhere else. Of course, we got into another argument, and I stuck to the belief that there were better places and better people, and there was no reason she had to accept that behavior. Here, I just want to note that my mother grew up in a generation where girls were not expected to have successful careers, be independent, and stand up for what they believed in. And I saw this generation gap more and more as I tried to help my mom sustain as much of an independent life as possible. This generation difference, as much as my mom's dementia, is also what led to a lot of difficulties at this time. As I look back now, I'm glad I advocated for my mom's well-being each and every time I had to tell off someone for trying to take advantage of her confusion or put her down for not being able to remember. This even included her church members and her so-called friends. And though it was hard for me to do that at that time, I will tell you now that I do not regret it at all. And had those people continued to contact my mom, they only would have made her more depressed and feel more hopeless. So what did I do since a lot of those community activities didn't end up working out? Well, unfortunately, there's a huge lack in social services for those who can still be active but are in the early phases of dementia. So I had to improvise to help my mom maintain a balanced life. Luckily, a couple of my mom's close friends would go out to lunch and dinner with her and take walks with her. I would make sure that she participated in the larger social events like 4th of July fireworks and Halloween costume parades. And then we would have family dinners and birthday gatherings. So these activities all helped develop the holes of the active social life my mom once had until COVID hit in February 2020. <laughs> and then a lockdown order went into place in California. So I sheltered in place with my mom, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> For all of you who are familiar with the hero's journey, you probably know that I'm about to enter step eight, ordeal death rebirth. Yeah, it was a terrific ordeal, more than I thought I could endure. And actually, it was because of this ordeal that I found myself selling everything and moving to Thailand with my mom. But I'll talk about that more in my next podcast. All right, guys, some takeaways from this episode is that not everyone, actually most people, won't be empathetic or even kind to your parent who has dementia. So be your parent's advocate when you can. Remember, your parents come from a different generation. Chances are they're from the baby boom generation or a little bit before that. So naturally, they're going to see society and themselves in a different way. Lastly, if you ever encounter elderly abuse, step up and call that person out. If we don't, we're only shooting ourselves in the foot. Our time will come too, 
when we will be older and become dependent on the kindness of others. If we don't build that awareness now, we can't expect to have a brighter future. All right, until next time.